This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to the show. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to create content when you're not a confident writer. And the reason why I've decided to record this episode is I've been working on a new program that I have. It's a four-week program that I'm running with Rosie Robinson, and it's about how to get your pet business found on Google. A lot of the content is around around content, funnily enough, um, and writing things that your ideal customers or clients might be searching for. And one of the questions that's come up quite a few times now is about how is around how do you write in a way where you're kind of covering covering technical topics in a non-technical way so how do you go about doing this and how do you you know how do you kind of get started writing about the topic that you are an expert in but doing it in a way it's easy for you know the average dog owner or man or woman on the street to understand so what I wanted to do was cover this in an episode where I go right back to the beginning of how it was for me really when I first started blogging um, and share lots of details um, and lots of um, examples and lots of tips and strategies really to help you if you're just starting out writing or if you want to kind of get more focused when it comes to creating content for your pet business. Um, so you can create content in a way where you feel that you're coming across in the way that you want to, but also you're building your confidence as well. So if you're not a confident writer, maybe you've not written for a very long time, maybe you've not written since school, then the aim of this podcast is to get you to the point where you do feel confident again in your writing and you can go ahead and write about your business, feel like you're doing it in a way that you know is helpful and easy to understand for your clients, but also in a way where you're coming across like yourself, you're feeling authentic and you're feeling like you can put your content out into the world without cringing or thinking that you sound bossy or you sound like you're boasting or that you're bragging or that you're kind of explaining things in a way that people just wouldn't understand that it's kind of too technical or too advanced really for the average pet owner. Now the reason I've decided to do this podcast is you know now you know back in the day when I first kind of started out in journalism if you wanted to reach people, you didn't, you know, most most people didn't even have a website. You know, it was a lot of business came from word of mouth or you might go into a magazine if you had a product or a service. You might go into like a local show. That's where you might get visibility um, for your for your business, your products or services. Now we've got to do so much, haven't we? So we've got to consistently create content for so many different communication channels. So we've got, you know, social media, we've got newsletters, we've got emails, we've got our websites. Um, so much content that we need to create so how do you go about building your confidence in writing so as I said in this podcast I'm going to share lots of tips and strategies that have helped me and have helped clients I've worked with and that's hopefully going to help you feel more at ease when it comes to writing about your pet business now even if you feel really confident writing um, and you feel like you have you know you've got your content nailed you may still find some helpful tips in this episode so I would love you to keep on listening but if you do feel that this is kind of you know you, you already have this, you know, under control, then please feel free to tune out. But I do hope that you find it helpful. And there's going to be lots of inspiring um, examples and stories from people who I've worked with as well. So the first thing I wanted to say to you is this. So when it comes to writing about what we do, our products and services, we all feel the same when we start out doing it. We all find it a little bit cringe when we have to write about ourselves. So I wanted to share a story with you about what happened when I first started writing about myself. So I've been a journalist for like 20 years now. 
I always write about other people though. I don't ever write about myself. So I'm talking about real life stories. I might write about celebrities. I might write about products, all kinds of different things, but I've never, I never used to write about me. I never used to share tips or my, my knowledge. I always used to write about other people. So back in 2015, I had my website redesigned. I wanted to be found for various different things, but things like freelance journalist, Manchester, copywriting, Manchester, press release, Manchester, that kind of thing. So I worked with a guy called Malcolm from 360 Spin, and he is brilliant, by the way. If you're thinking about SEO, no matter uh, what kind of business you've got, Malcolm is just, he is just the man. So I'll link to his website in this post. But anyway, I, I had my website done by Malcolm and he suggested blogging. And he said it would be a way for me to share helpful information about the topics I could support potential clients with. So, for example, if I was writing about, you know, press release, how to, you know, how to write a press release and somebody was searching for press release writing in Manchester, they would have been able to find me. So, or, you know, I need a freelance copywriter at Manchester, they'd, they'd have been able to find me that way. But I felt that I couldn't write about this stuff, that people would laugh at me, that, that I would get it wrong or that I would sound stupid or I would sound boring or I would sound big headed I thought that other people so other journalists or other um you know people who I knew might read it and think you know who does she think she is telling people how to write a press release or who does she think she is talking about copywriting why is she going on about that on the internet and I just couldn't bring myself to do it so if you look back at my old website back from those days all I used to do was I used to get the story that I'd written that weekend or that week and I would get like um a PDF of it, or I would, um, I would just take a picture f that was used in the story, and then I would write, "I've just written the story about such and such a person," and I put it on the blog section section of my website. So I looked like I was blogging, but I wasn't actually blogging and doing anything remotely helpful that would get me potential clients. And I, I got in my own way for so long over this, and it was only really like in 2018 when I decided to write my book that I stopped being so stubborn and I actually took some notice of what Malcolm had to say. And it was all because I thought people would take the mickey out of me. Now I've moved past it and I'm talking to you about this on my podcast now. I've got a blog that goes with every podcast. So I've obviously got out of my own way and I've stopped being ridiculous about it. But the thing is, the point I'm trying to make is that we all feel the same. We all feel really like cringy when we're first starting out writing about whatever it is that we write about, whether it's our products, whether it's the services we provide. If we're writing about ourselves, it's a little bit uncomfortable. So that's my first point. My second point is that you should accept that at first you are going to be a little bit rubbish. So we all have to start somewhere and at the beginning, whatever you create is going to be a work in progress. But the really important thing is that you make that first step and accept that it isn't going to be perfect. So like I'm now on episode 40 of this podcast and I am still learning so much. Oh my gosh, so much. It's unreal. And if you go back and listen to the first like few, and I say few, it's more like 20 podcasts, all like I listen to it and I think all I can hear is my heavy breathing. Sound like I'm working on some kind of dodgy chat line half the time. I'm going um and er all the time and I'm still doing that now. But if I hadn't made those first few shambolic episodes, I would never have got to, I would never have got better. So every time you do something, you get better at it. So please just don't be hard on yourself and accept that at first it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the kind of stuff that you'd read in Your Dog magazine or in Forbes, but it will get better. And the more you do it, the easier it'll get, the less you will cringe and it will improve. So please don't be hard on yourself and give yourself a little bit of time. Sorry, that's Patch going a bit mad at a cat at the window. Anyway. 
the next thing I wanted to tell you to suggest really is to also give yourself time to find your voice as well so when you first start writing um, you might feel like you know you might feel like you're you're sounding like you're being a bit bossy. So let's say you're talking about dog training. You might feel like, you know, you're kind of saying, you must do this to make your dog recall. Or you're kind of telling people what to do. That's particularly the case if you're like a trainer or a service provider. When you write something down, it can feel like you're being bossy. But what I would do is take a step back and think about how you would talk to a client in real life. So let's say if you were explaining how to get your dog to recall, you would probably speak to them quite gently and say, it's really helpful if you have a high value treat. So when you're writing, you would say, it's really helpful if you have a high value treat rather than make sure you always have high value treats with you. So think about how you would say it if you were saying it in real life. And you could even, I know this sounds a bit crazy, but you could even have a fake conversation and record it. So imagine you're talking to your client, imagine what you're talking them through, and that's going to be your real voice. So if you can have like a nice balance of that, when you're you know you're listening to the words back you want to think does it sound like how you would talk in real life and just keep tweaking it until it feels more like you so an example of this is Suzanne from Suzanne Gould from Edinburgh Holistic Dogs and I'm going to link to her blog um, in this episode so if you're listening on an app if you swipe up you'll be able to see the link for Suzanne's website so you can go and have a look at what I mean so Suzanne, when I worked, I worked with her first in like March 2019, I did a course called Create Content with Confidence. And Suzanne decided to do that course because she really felt unsure of herself when it came to writing and she worried about sounding too bossy. She worried about her tone and she followed the steps that I've just talked about there and she really developed her voice. So when I say, you know, write as you would speak, I don't mean write as, you know, I'm, here I'm going um and er all the time. You wouldn't have the ums and the ers in, but you would you know, just write in the same tone as you would when you were talking. So Suzanne worked and worked and worked. It. She wrote loads of really good blogs. And each time she wrote, the blog got better. And she got to the point where she felt so confident in writing that she wrote a book. So this summer, she wrote a 40,000 word book supporting rescue dog owners. So that's like quite a transformation. She went from not feeling confident in writing at all to writing a book of 40,000 words, which is just incredible. So Suzanne, um, I've worked with Suzanne. She's also had support from another business coach called Dominic Hodgson. So I'm not taking credit for all of Suzanne's work. She has lots of support from lots of different people. But that just goes to show that you can go from feeling really unsure of yourself writing to being very confident in a quite a short period of time. Um, so that's with the service-based business. If you've got a product business, again, if you're writing about your products, then think about how you would talk about them in real life. So let's say if you're at a show or an event and you'd be ex you might be explaining how a particular dog bag works or a particular lead works, just think about that when you're writing. So think about how you'd explain if you're chatting to somebody in real life. So the next point I was going to say is to write for your clients and not for your peers. So in the beginning of this episode, I talked about how how some of the people I've been working with feel that they have got some quite technical topics that they cover. They feel that they need to be, they worry about being technical in their content. So what I would say is when you're writing, you need to think about your client who you're writing for. And one of the things that held me back when I was thinking about writing about how small businesses could get publicity is that I worried about what journalists and PRs might think. But actually, when I thought, I'm not writing for journalists and PRs or I'm not doing this podcast for a journalist or a PR to listen to. I'm doing it for a small business owner to listen to. It completely changed the way that I thought I should come across. So I, now when I'm doing my podcast, I'm imagining a small business owner who might not feel confident writing and I'm talking to them. I'm not talking to another journalist who might want to take the mickey out of me for what I'm doing. 
So keep this in mind when you're writing. So it's not about showing off what you know to your peers. It's about taking the knowledge that you have and sharing it in a way that other people can understand and use in a really practical way. So let's say, for example, we're talking about behavior. Let's say we're talking about a reactive dog. You could talk about all kinds of different things about all these kind of, and again, I'm going to get this wrong, so please forgive me, but all these kind of stress stacking things that, that reactive dogs have. Again, I've probably explained that really badly, but I know from reading dog magazines and dog books, they'll talk about you know how the, how the behavior amplifies to the point where they get to being reactive. If you can simplify that and just say your dog reacts because they are X and to support them, you need to do Y then that's going to keep it really simple for the most really inexperienced dog owner to understand. So just keep it really simple and really practical. One of the things you can read, one of the things that works really well is walking in their shoes. So there's a dog behaviorist called Helen Mottram, and I'm going to link to a podcast episode that she did with me. Loads of really good advice in there. Um, and she says to walk in the shoes of the client, and that's a really great way of looking at it. So rather when like Helen's just brilliant at social media and brilliant at writing and getting in getting in the heads of her clients and the shoes of her clients so she you know rather than thinking I need to show up all my dog behavior knowledge she thinks I need to empathize with my dog owner and walk in their shoes and she does this really really well so when you're writing you're writing for your clients you're putting yourself in their shoes you're imagining what they need to know you're thinking about the questions that they need answering you're not thinking about the dog behavior college or the you know, the trainer who might have taught you all of your, you know, canine massage skills or anything like that, you're thinking about your client and that's going to keep you going. And when you have clients who come back to you and say, oh my gosh, I read your blog about how to teach your dog recall and it really, really helped me, that's going to help you keep going as well. So on the same theme, it's really important to create helpful and educational content. So if you feel like you're just putting content out into the ether and it's just a little bit self-indulgent, a little bit like kind of woolly and there isn't really any purpose to it you're going to be less inclined to want to share it you might be holding back when it comes to promoting it you might be thinking do you know what is the benefit of this and that's going to hold you back when it comes to your content creation and bringing more people to view your content and bringing more eyes to your business so when you're thinking about your topics think about you know what is this going to give the reader am i helping them am i entertaining them am i educating them if you think you're just putting random stuff out there, then, or you're worried about putting random stuff out there, what I would suggest you do is keep a log of the questions or challenges that you hear from your clients over and over again. So when you're creating the content, that's really going to help your mindset around it. So rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I'm putting this out there and it's a bit cringe or it's spammy, you're going to see it as you're giving value. So you're going to be more inclined to tell people about it. You're going to feel more positive about it. So this podcast is a classic example. So when, when I was on the call yesterday, somebody mentioned about they were worried about writing about technical topics and how it would be viewed by their peers. So I've done a whole podcast episode, which is talking about this very topic. So I know that that person who had that had that had that concern that challenge will find this helpful so I'm going to be really positive when I'm sharing it I'm going to go into my Facebook group I'm going to go into the group that are doing the um, the Google course get found on Google course and I'm going to say look we talked about this yesterday this is what I've created I think you're going to find it really helpful this is what I've done because I want to help you with the challenges that you're facing so when you're creating your content if you think it's helpful and educational then it's really going to help you it's really going to help you promote it. It's really going to help you feel comfortable when you're writing it, when you're recording it, however it is that you, you put your content out there. 
Another thing that might hold you back or affect your confidence is being worried about your grammar. Like I speak to so many people when I do blogging courses or writing, um, when I do classes on like writing in my membership or in the course I'm doing at the moment, and they think that people will say things like, you know, my teacher at school made me feel really rubbish. I was always really rubbish at English when I was at school and I don't think I can write. And that can really hold people back. And I think the thing now is the way we write now compared to the way we wrote when we were at school is completely different. Like I'm 45 nearly, I shouldn't say that, I should, I'm 44. So, but basically, you know, I'm in my 40s. When I was at school in like the 1980s and 90s, you know, we wrote in a really formal way. It, we didn't have, we didn't really have the internet. We didn't have social media. We didn't have that more relaxed, more informal writing style that we have now, the more colloquial style. And how I was, how I felt about writing back then, you know, if I took that attitude to writing today, I would just be like a fish out of water because it's a completely different way of writing, isn't it? But maybe you might not, you might not have written anything, anything kind of formally since you were at school back in the 80s or the 90s when it was a completely different way that we wrote. And sometimes I feel that being unsure of your grammar can hold people back when it comes to writing about the business. So I wanted to mention, um, First of all, that you do need to write in a different way. Do you know things are more informal, things are a lot more relaxed, particularly when you're writing for online. Even if I'm writing for online compared to writing for newspapers, the way, the way I will write for online is completely different to what I would write for print. Um, so you can use Grammarly. It's a free website. You can go and upload whatever it is that you've written into Grammarly and it will tell you how your grammar is in that post. And then if you want to make any changes, you can, you know, you can go and you can go and make the changes, you can use the recommendations and you'll feel a little bit more confident about your grammar. So it's grammarly.com and if you go to the um, the show notes or if you go to the blog post that, you've, um, that comes with this episode, you can find the link there. Then the other thing is, if you're unsure of how you sound, then you can try asking a friend or a colleague. So again, like we were talking about, you know, like when people are worried that they might sound a little bit too bossy or the writing might be a bit technical or they're worried about their tone, a great thing for you to do is to ask a friend or a colleague. Um, so again, when I first started doing my my pet blog, um, and that was me really kind of putting myself out there, that was back in 2017. Um, I used to, like sometimes I'd be, I'd write my blog and you get to the point where you're pressing publish. And I'd like, I'd hide my I'd put my hands over my eyes as a press publish because I would be worrying and cringing and thinking about what people would think. So one of the things I used to do is I used to, I started blogging with a friend, Helen Gilbert. She's another journalist and she's a, she had a health blog at the time. So we started at the same time and it was really good because we would encourage each other. We'd talk about what we were writing about or what we'd written about. And then sometimes if I wasn't sure about a post, I wasn't sure about how it sounded, I'd send it over to Helen first before I kind of promoted it and pushed it out there. So if you have got, and she would do the same for me as well, um, and we were like, you know, we were proper, we still are, but, um, you know, we were proper buddies and we got each other through those first really difficult um, few months and years even of having a blog and, and putting ourselves out there. So if you can find a friend or a colleague whose opinion you really value, um, you can go to them, do the same. So you can ask them to have a look at your content, see what they think of it, see if it sounds like you you know, they can give you constructive feedback, they can help you and they might give you some more ideas as well. So that's what I would do there. And again, that's really going to build your confidence. And if your friend or your colleague comes back and says, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's great, then that's going to really build your confidence as well, isn't it? Another tip is to read magazines or websites and find a style that you like. So brilliant now because we've got like loads of great pet magazines out there um, that you can go and draw inspiration from. And then we've also got like mainstream titles as well. So 
I love like Women's Health magazine, for example, and they have, you know, they have different sections, like they'll have Q&As, they'll have features, have lots of different styles of articles. Um, and, you know, if you have like a particular style that you like, what you can do is keep a clipping. And then when you're writing, you can look at these different styles and think, OK, what format should I follow for this? So if you've got like an interview with somebody, for example, you might want to do it as a Q&A style. Or if you're writing about, you know, about a particular class or something like that, then you might do it in a, you know, how-to style. So have a look at different types of articles and think about how you can use them to help you in your writing. And you can kind of follow the same format and that's really going to help you build your confidence because you're going to have a little bit of a template and a little bit of a structure to follow. And then the final thing really which I really want you to um, take home from this episode, is just to have fun and try to use it to express your personality. When I used to work for a newspaper years ago, I used to work for the News of the World, um, and when my friends used to read it, they used to say, I knew you'd written the article before I looked at the byline. And I used to think, oh, that's really cool because, you know, like I want, you know, I want to have, I want people, I want people to know that I've written something and I want, I want to kind of have my own unique style. Um, now, obviously, you know, I have my unique, my own unique style when it comes to writing my blog and writing my pet blog and doing this podcast, which I know is certainly like not like a lot of other podcasts or professional podcasts. I do it the way that I do it and people will either love it or they might just find it really annoying. And if you've got to this point and you're finding it annoying, thanks for listening. Um, and and yeah, and if you've got to this point and you like my style, then that's great too. And I really appreciate your support. So you can have fun and let, you know, use it to express your personality. So one of the ladies who did my blogging course, Alex Smith, who um, she used to run Rove Pet Services, she's now gone over to America. Um, and she's now actually got a job as a writer, which is pretty incredible, I think. So Alex was a dog walker. She's still a pet professional. But because she got so into blogging, she's actually got a job writing blogs from massive american pet brand which is awesome anyway alex did a testimonial video video for me recently and what one of the things that she said was when people have read my blog it's like they already know me they know my person they know my personality and what to expect and it's just brilliant so people would people would find alex as a dog walker when she lived in essex and they'd maybe go and check her out before they booked their dog in with her they'd have a read of a blog and they'd know all about her values they'd know all about the stuff that the dogs did on the walks they don't know all about the kind of games that she played all the things that she was passionate about all the things that she cared about because she put it all out there she'd really put her personality and her values out there on her blog and it was just great because it attracted the kind of people who valued her values um, and I absolutely love that she said that on this testimonial video because that's what it is all about. It is all about being you and, you know, putting you out there. And I know it's a cliche, but people buy from people. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to buy from big stuffy corporates. We want to buy from small businesses who've got a bit of personality and something about them. And it's those little, little bits of information that you give away sometimes that really builds connection with you. One of the things that, you know, I have, I have people say sometimes about, about the podcast is that they think it's funny, like when Patch comes in and starts shaking or that I'll talk about what Patch is doing, like halfway through the podcast. So that, you know, that makes, you know, that's building connections with people. Um, so what I would say to you is just be like Alex and be yourself and attract people who get you. And the more that you do it, the less you're going to care as well. So at first you'll put 
you'll put content out then you'll worry about it you'll procrastinate you'll fret and think oh my gosh what are people going to say what are people going to think who does she or he think she is but the more that you do it the less you care about it like now when I put my podcast out at first I would be like oh my gosh what if people take the mickey out of me what if people think it's rubbish now I just think you know what it's there I'm giving people advice every week I hope it helps them and if they don't like it then you know they don't have to listen to it do they so I hope that's helpful I hope it helps you um, feel more confident in your writing and I'm talking about writing here but it could be any kind of content that you're creating it could be audio it could be video video is not my bag at all I'm absolutely terrified of video but certainly with audio I think any the advice that I've shared with you about writing transfers into audio as well However, if you do need a bit of more support when it comes to being confident in your writing, um, my, oh, sorry, mine and Rosie's um, Get Your Pet Business Found on Google is still running. It's running over four weeks. So we've got four weeks of live training from November the 10th to December the 8th. So obviously this is going out on the 12th of November. You will have missed the first session, but you can watch the replay if you want to. The session on Tuesday is going to be about writing and about coming up with ideas and about finding being confident in your writing. Um, and I'm going to be covering, it's basically going to be content made simple, building confidence. That's going to be a key part of the session. So if you would like to come and join us, do feel free to send me a direct message. Um, I'm going to link to the sign up page and the, and the information page in this podcast and in the blog post that comes with it. So you can swipe up and you can read um, you can read about it on the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you would like to kind of book in and do the programme, then you can come and join us. Um, alternatively, if you do need some support with your writing and you just want to have like a one-to-one with me, you can also point. You can also book in for an hour's consultation, a power hour, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So I do hope you found this podcast helpful. Um, I love writing and I have kind of walked the walk of feeling not confident in my writing. So this is why I really, really feel passionate about putting this out there. So I do hope you found it helpful. Um, do let me know either in my Facebook group or you can send me a message at rachel at rachelspencerwrites.com. If you would like some more support, if you're not already in there, do come and join me in my free Facebook group as well. If you search for publicity tips for pet businesses, you'll find us on Facebook and it will be wonderful to see you there. Thank you again for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a petpreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.